Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The heat's making me slow. I, I just caught on to that. <laughs> I know. I didn't even make today's trivia be the 6-9 themed. Yeah. Rocco, I just am oh, so slow. Okay, but remember the first time you learned about oh. what a 69 oh, was? I there's tried, nothing more foul in the world. Was it a Harold Robbins novel? I, How did we learn The Other Side it? of Midnight or Sidney Sheldon? I don't think Jacqueline Suzanne referenced uh, Oh, 69. you know, we did. Um, we did. Uh, lucky. Uh, lucky. Oh, lucky. You know, Jackie, Jackie Collins. Collins. Yeah, it was Jackie Jackie Collins, because it was Joan Collins' little sister. Jackie, the... Lucky Santanillo. Santanago. Oh, my gosh. Those were were referencing old books where we might have learned about what the old 6ix9ine was. That's how... I mean, you have to read about it, hear about it. I mean, I had we had no no idea, idea. and then th- and no then idea. I thought I don't I'm never doing know. that. Right. I am never right. doing that. My why God. would you even? Yeah, <laughs> it always makes me think of my friend Loretta D'Ambrosia after we saw the film about how babies come to be born in fifth oh, yeah. grade, and we. We're discussing Found. it in gym classes. We were zipping up our gym rompers, which everyone had to wear the same thing. And she said, I'll do that to make a baby, but I'm never taking off my house coat. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. Those are some strong fighting words. I, and I just thought, I wouldn't even be willing to do it with my house coat on. I can't believe my parents have done that four times. Because I think my mom was was pregnant with my brother, and I was completely appalled. Appalled. Maybe she wasn't pregnant yet, but I was appalled. But I knew that my parents were doing it. I mean, my my dad got a boob cake when he turned thirty, and I was like in uh, (laughs) fifth, sixth grade. I mean, they were very. They danced. They called each other booby and weenie. I mean, it wasn't that I had, but I just couldn't believe after I saw the film. Well, that's a lot. the movie. This is a lot of information. About, and I'm sorry for all you moms out there that have to suddenly talk about today's date. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I started it, sorry. I know, but I really didn't even catch it right away. It's kind of funny. I didn't catch it until But I, I guess they don't, in, like a lot of schools, you people didn't see a little movie about uh, I didn't the see birds little, and the bees. No. Yeah. They might have uh, banned them. By the time other people got there, I don't know. No, I, I think don't know. It was, I don't remember. Were you ever in a Catholic school? I didn't. I never saw a movie. You never saw a movie no. where they took the boys in one room no. and the girls in another. And they, no, and they, they abstinence. They put on a little movie. Never ever saw Rocco. Do you remember seeing that growing up? I mean, we had health class in high junior high. Yeah. 
but nothing that involved a six and a nine, right? No, okay. gosh, no, no. This was strictly eggs, and I remember just being kind of tickled with the word ovum. <laughs> <laughs> And we looked up all the Latin words we learned, penis and vagina, and we were just like, we just looked it all up. We were just like, wow. These are some fighting words. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. All right. So um, if you're a special age, you get to get the special magazine AARP, and since, you know, we're members, Laura. Yeah. They were really having hot men. Matthew McConaughey. Rocco, I don't know if you can see me. I don't know if you pulled me up yet. I'll do that. Um, Doesn't he look hot? Because you're worried that he doesn't have his hotness. But I want you to look at the picture inside. He still has it. Yeah, they've retouched up his hairline and everything. And he's gotten... He's he's still dazzling. He's dazzling, He is dazzling. I do like the AARP uh, magazine. Well, we're going to use it today. Clooney was on just to... A couple Clooney months was ago, on, um, Kevin Costner was on. Listen, people have to just accept the fact that when you turn fifty, you mm-hmm. will start getting targeted. Maybe, maybe like three or four years before right. you turn fifty. I think it's like three. Maybe yeah. it is. It is. But and, and then I remember my dad. Like he's like, that minute you can sign up for her. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. The discounts are unbelievable. Yeah, it's worth it. It pay. You know, he's like. Always giving everyone the AARP what for, Rocco. It, it is. For campsites, for car rental, for, I mean, just everything. Insurance. They'll have a deal for everything, All right, according there we to go. my dad. According to your dad. And, and I know he's, he's, right. got, he's got the cement wallet, so we got to trust him. Beyond a cement wallet. <laughs> I mean, he would not endure. He, he got in a fight with the phone company about oh. a $5 charge for a landline. Recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, Thought gosh. that was too much. See, see you want to know what? <laughs> I wish I could do that. I just am like, okay, let's okay. move on. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time to fight this. My dad thought he should pay $5 for the whole year for the landline because nobody calls him. <laughs> Can you just see the arguments? That's funny. I know. That's a funny argument to have. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, here's something dazzling to check out. So, I have really... And I think you have too. We've really grown over the last year and a half, become very fond of Jimmy Fallon. Like, he's, he's really. He's darling. He just, uh, I don't Should know. Should we play it? Well, we, we posted time. it. So he he did because Broadway is coming back and people are super excited. Yeah. In the Heights is getting really good reviews that it is fun, it is splashy, it is everything. The movie we or need. the play? The movie. Okay. And so he had. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda came on with Jimmy Fallon. They're celebrating Broadway. We posted it for you in case you didn't get to see it. But I think I mean, we should listen to Roger it. Roger Friedman was like, CBS, pay attention. Have these two guys hire, host the Tonys in September. Wouldn't they be? Just this opening act was so full of joy and life and fun. And Kristen Chenoweth comes out and Felicia Rashad and Jimmy Smith, who's in, in the Heights. And they're all singing. And yeah, we can play a little. Let's play it right Most now. of all. I miss the crowds, the theater's packed, they're cheering so loud, I just hope we make it through. But Lynn, we have a full audience now. We do. Yeah, man, we do. We do. And then all these stars come out from the shows, dressed in character.
Anyway, that's good, yeah. Rocco. It you just know, is, was so, so great. And I was, I, it also made me think about, you know, Michael Matthew Farrell and, uh, you know, with the power his of live theater. theater and with his passing and how many, you know, people have seen his choreographer. But I mean, also how many actors and dancers and people that have been unemployed for such a long time. Right. Here, and it's coming back here. Well, we got a big press release from the Ordway. They're starting back the up music with live theater. Band at the chance. We know so Hennepin Theater Trust is having exciting. everything. It's so exciting, and that just made me so happy. And I was like, Roger, I hope CBS is listening. Those two, yes, give them the They Tonys. would be. And anything made to the Hamilton soundtrack songs oh. is a home run for me. Yeah. I love that soundtrack. That was so good. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Good friends and sisters think alike because both Julie and I were enchanted today with a story that was on the Today Show. Joe Fryer was reporting on a story about the two men thought to be the longest married same-sex couple in the United States. Right here from Minnesota. From Minnesota. And uh, uh, their story is being passed on in a new children's book. So here's Joe Fryer with the story. Their story is now the subject of an illustrated children's book written by Rob Sanders. Here's two guys doing the improbable, overcoming obstacles, being told no, but persevering. The book is called Two Grooms on a Cake, the story of America's first gay wedding. Sanders compares baking a cake to forming a relationship. Both need time and love. When parents and kids read this book, what do you hope is their takeaway? I hope that parents and kids, their teachers, their librarians, realize that when you see injustice, that there's no one better to fight against injustice than yourself. For Michael and Jack, it's an honor to share their story, the tale of two grooms guided by two principles. The first is full and absolute equality for all people. No exceptions, no excuses. And then our second one, love is the most powerful force in the universe. It can and does transform everything. Uh-huh. I love this. So it's They're, their story is so sweet. So it's uh, Michael O'Connell and mm-hmm. Jack Bake, Baker, uh, Baker mm-hmm. and they met at the University of Oklahoma in the 60s. And they met and fell in love. And in six months, one or the other, I can't remember if it was Michael or Jack, asked you know, one of them to marry them. Yeah. And he says, yes, but only if it will be legal. So that prompted one of the gentlemen to go to law school. And they ended up, for job reasons, moving to Minnesota. And they um, one went through law school and they applied for a wedding certificate to marriage, marriage certificate. License. License. Marriage Thank license. you. That's the name of it. In mm-hmm. Hennepin County and got rejected. And then they ended up applying in another county and decided one of them should change their name to more general, general, general. Pat. I think someone put change their name to Pat. More gender neutral. So right. it wouldn't like be a red flag when they right. were applying. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up getting it through getting married. 
and taking, you know, the plastic bride and groom and breaking them in half and having two grooms on top of their cake. That's so cute. And their story's cute. And then when um, gay rights um, marriage was um, passed, I think in 2018, was it just 2018? It was very late in game. Um, they, every, all their friends said, well, are you going to get married now? And they're like, no, we have been married. So they filed to get their marriage recognized from the 60s, whatever year it was. Right. So it would be show, yes, indeed, we have legally been married, married yeah. for 50 years. So yeah. they're like the longest married I gay couple. So they said it was just a great story. It really, it really is a great story. And that there's and the illustrations book. on the book look mm-hmm. so cute. And I don't know. It was a good story. Yeah, it was a good, it's a good feel good. It was a good feel good story. And, uh, they, I like the picture that they showed of Michael and Jack in college, you know, and it's like oh, such wow. a people, guys in the 60s, like Bobby Sherman here, Bobby Sherman here. It. it was like Bobby late Sherman 60s hair. Yep. And oh, yeah, they, they were really quite, quite uh, a good looking couple. They, and they're they, still very cute together. I think so. Yeah. So anyway, happy Pride, everybody, because we're celebrating Pride yes. Month. There's activities that are going to be happening. I know my tech is involved. Somehow, someway. Yeah, I can tell you about tell that. Tell us. Um, okay. There's going to be something a week from tomorrow called the Mass Queer Aid event. Oh, fun. And, I love the name. And uh, both Alexis and Miss Shannon are going to be hosting. And it's a way to celebrate, like, the Grand Marshals of the parade. Yeah. Okay. And um, so there's a party at the Granada Theater in Minneapolis with Alexis and at the Amsterdam Bar and Grill in St. Paul with Miss Shannon. Or you could do it virtually. And you can get those tickets at tcpride.org. I wonder oh. if they're bummed they canceled the parade. Because it would always be it the would, last Sunday of the month. I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, but, who knows? But I suppose they had to for planning purposes. Because be, not you need a little bit more leeway, had, had time on it for people. Permits and stuff. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. And, and they can't issue a permit if there's still like, you know, only 50 people can gather. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. It becomes this red tape thing. And then we lost... Our parade ride. Do you guys know? Oh, oh the pontoon has been sold. It's been sold. It was a colleague of ours, pontoon. Yeah. And it was a little on the. He's probably so relieved that he doesn't have to drive <laughs> that car down from wherever, calling the pontoon. I mean, it was like such a nice volunteer thing because it, it was like an eight hour ordeal. Absolutely. For him. I know it. You know, I know, and then all that traffic, and but it was sure fun to dance on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was the panda the last couple of years. Yeah, you, you were. were the pontoon panda. <laughs> PP. Yeah. As it were. No, uh, I- but yeah, do you know the even though there's not a parade, they did have two grand marshals. One is the is Jan Malcolm from the Department of Health, and the other oh. one is Nick Zapko, the oh. sign language person. Yeah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
and Meg it, she was a hero this year. Her her signing was just like everything. Uh, her the expressions and that you could really. I mean, like I I almost feel like in a way I paid more attention to Governor Walls's conferences <laughs> because I 100%. also was looking at her because you can deliver words in a way, but but American Sign Language is so. It, emotionally descriptive, I guess, would be the way to put it. Oh, it was just because it, you see everything it was lyrical. It, you could read. You felt exclamation. Riz Ahmed described it so much better in all say? the talk shows on Sound of Metal. We'll just say how he was just kind of, you know, really floored at how much more emotionally. Um, charge languages through sign language. Yes, through American Sign Language. It's just you can. There's no. You can say stuff and you can have this in no inflection or whatever right. kind of a thing, or you can be saying the most, delivering the most uh, horrible news, but you're just delivering it with a straight face. But you don't do that in American Sign Language. You show the feeling. So I always. Oh, that's right. You know, that's I right. always like really was like, this is serious. Yeah. Stuff. Right. You know, I'm listening to Walls, but I'm watching Nick. I tweeted at her I know and you she did. said her I girlfriend. Or maybe it's her wife, excuse me, might be right, is a big fan. Well, hello. Yeah. Cheers. And, and uh, you know, and I was just like, you know, I was wondering if there was emoji for American Sign Language. Like is if there? I, no, I don't know. The praying hands. I mean, uh, that's a universal. Well, there's uh, all those emojis are yeah. sign language okay. emojis. Okay. Like, <laughs> the smiley face, the sad face, the the fingers. Okay. okay. Now, now we're getting into the blonde. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> who's smart? Who's home? Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah, that's kind of a funny Johnny thing. Depp is 58 today. I know. All right. So let's I discuss wish for a better birthday for him. Well, I wish this year is better. Let's just hope for a good year for him. Let's hope some of these things with the NA with his lawsuits, lawsuits with the, suing the ACLU yeah, and thank everything. You. But I, I w- so wish that um, that that he never ever sued the English and paper. he would have stuck with his policy, never complained, never explained. You know, it's interesting because she just he, got they got under each other's skin. Yeah, those two toxic. You could see it happening, yeah. and you could see the cracks in his facade. Yeah, and it. Now you can't put you can't, Humpty Dumpty back well, together again. I hope he gets. I hope some we'll of this. We'll see stuff, what happens. You never the know. The end of June is coming. People Julia. can forgive. No, we're talking about the legal stuff. I know. Coming. I know. That's where Let's, the vindication will be. I want it for him. I really do. All right. If he deserves it, of course. Of course. But I think I hope he does. All right. Hi. Happy birthday, Johnny. Yeah, I know. We're not going to play in the club. Although we would sip Bacardi with you. I'm still work. Uh, I remember when that album came out last summer, Future Nostalgia, and I get a note from uh, the bonus girl, and she's like, you've got to listen to Dua Lipa. Every song is amazing. I'm obsessed. It was like last July. I like the name, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Um, by the way, I want to give a buyer beware in case you got all excited about the news about Bruce Springsteen coming back to Broadway with his show. The tickets don't go on sale tomorrow. And the only place you can get them is SeatGeek.com. So starting yesterday and going through today, people are selling fake tickets for thousands of dollars. 
And I don't know where the FTC or the FTC, New, the flower delivery the, company, the Federal Trade Commission oh. or the New York Attorney General, because, I mean, they've got like uh, there's a place uh, event ticket center is selling tickets. That's that's a ticket network dot com is selling them. These are fake tickets and the ticket prices are between twenty five hundred oh, and five thousand dollars a ticket, you guys. So your Bruce Springsteen tickets, SeatGeek.com, and the tickets don't even go on sale till tomorrow, but the scammers are going to be out in full force, not just for Bruce, but for For all kinds of shows. They've had a whole year to work on their scamming platform. That's right. Well, tickets have not been sold online. That's right. So, so, you know... um, there are others. So, I mean, you're just paying it to to thieves. The top price on SeatGeek for um, Bruce Springsteen is $800. Mm. So the rest, if you're paying more than that, you're playing to thieves. And you got to go to SeatGeek.com. So, right. that, so that was already, that was already happening. And, um, um, oh gosh, Julia, we got to talk about um, this little story from BTS. A little BTS story. Uh, Julia, we just have to talk about, let's see. I'm I gonna know give how you loyal choice, you are. I'm going to give you a choice of A, B, C, or D. Um, Prince Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Um, BTS, Sharon Stone. <laughs> and oh, there's one more. Who is it? Who is it? Let me just think. Who is it that I love? Jimmy Fallon. All right, who is it? Okay. No, so BTS, BTS. they let it slip oh, during the press conference. That they're planning to release a new album, and they haven't. The B- big hits hasn't confirmed it, but July 9th is when the day is coming. So if you saw Butter or Dynamite or BTS, these are names Army, of songs, people. Army, uh, the the it's it, people refer are referring it to you know their the collective. It's a birthday gift from BTS, so people are super super excited, and. Um, that's why I just wanted to explain what was happening on Twitter to you in case I, you're wondering. Thank you, Lori, for that um, <laughs> that um, dumbing down and, of Twitter. And Michael J. Fox uh, didn't is not hurt or anything. He also has a birthday. Yes, today. he does. He's turned sixty. And his middle name was A. And when it came time to c- come up with his name for, um, for his SAG card, yeah. There was another Michael no, A. Fox. He didn't want to do A because he's from Canada, and it's like A. A. Okay. So he changed it to J. That's just a little trivia. That came out today, too. Okay, I've got some news. This mm-hmm. is some good news. And just like that, the Sex and the City's um, sequel series that's going to be on HBO Max has mm-hmm. landed four of our favorites are going to be included. They just announced that David Eigenberg and Evan Handler will reprise their roles good. as Miranda's husband, Steve Brady. Right. And Charlotte's husband, Harry Goldenblatt. Yes. So those two guys are coming back. Good. And... Willie Garrison will Yay! return as Carrie Bradshaw's friend Stanford Blatch, mm-hmm. as will Mario Cantone. Oh, good. Yay, yay, good. And That's his, fabulous. He, he's an event planner. I forgot his role, but because he was just always a friend. But he, as event planner, Anthony Marantino. Yes, yes, yes. So oh, those guys are good. all going to be in. So everyone's continuing to be it. thrilled. I love what's his name, Blatch, Stanley. Oh, no kidding. Stanley Snatch is what I always oh, refer to him right. as. He's so funny, but he, he had a very great, he had a funny role on that one with Matt Bomer. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Not white collar. No. White collar. Was it white It was, it was white, white collar. collar. And yeah. he was like, uh, gosh, a, I haven't a seen him in anything for a while. I yeah. Know, so I'm very. Where is Matthew Bomer? 
Bowman around. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was kind of a good little fast pun. I would agree. Is anyone going to Nashville? Is anyone interested in going to Nashville? Yeah, sure. Okay, because I feel like uh, we've got some good deals going to Nashville. Uh, He's been in Doom Patrol, you guys. Doom? I don't know. Doom I don't, Patrol. I don't know that show. And he's going to be in the Book of Ruth. Remember? Oh. Is that finally coming out? Oh, Do you know how long it's that movie? Production, the book of, of Ruth. Ruth. I don't know if I want to see that. I read that book. I don't know. It's with Ruth Wilson and Matt Bomer. Oh, it could be good. It could be good. Maybe they've, it's going to be casted a, a Ruth. They've maybe yeah, right. The book <laughs> of Ruth. They've casted Ruth. It was a good story, Rocco. It's like historical biblical fiction. It reminded it, it, it. This it felt like that came out the same time when we read the Red Tent. Yes. Oh, and I never finished that. That yeah. just got old. Yeah. People loved it. Remember, people loved that. They and did. the other Bolin girl. I mean, I'm thinking like those all came out around the same time, like 2004, four, five. Or five. Yeah. Yes. This book. This has been kicked around for a long a time. A long time. Okay. Well, if you're going to Nashville, yes. Here's another fun thing. I think my kid's going there next weekend. Really? So there's another fun thing. To do, and uh, this was in the Chicago Tribune because I was in Chicago this weekend, wanted to pick up the paper. And the National Museum of African American Music has opened NM, it's like N ma'am, but okay. it's the National Museum of African American Music. So, you know, Music City, Nashville, it's the only museum in the U.S. to showcase the 50 plus musical genres and styles created or influenced. By African-Americans. So it's spirituals, gospel tunes, jazz, hip-hop, and more. It's been a huge hit. So you get this high-tech bracelet so you can save any music or videos you enjoy. Oh, really? They do this at the Country Music Hall of Fame so that you can make a CD or... You did that, I remember. uh, 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 JPEG, yeah, whatever. Of music. So as Mm -hmm. you're going through, Rocco, you can say, oh, I forgot about this old time. You know, you can really make an eclectic thing. So they're doing that there. Then they've got six different galleries, so they've got everything, memorabilia, like they've the sweater owned by Nat King Cole, the diamond-studded boots, rapper Trina awarded the 2000 BET Awards. They're not trying to be like a Hall of Fame, but they've got interactive stuff where you're dancing like to the oh, I love shout it. by the Isley Brothers or Do You Love Me by the Contours, you know, which, of course, Dirty Dancing, everybody knows that song. Yes, we do. Even if you think you don't. Do you love me? And uh, they recommend 90 minutes for a visit. And um, I yeah. love it that there's a recommended time. Don't you? Yeah, I think that's kind of fun. We're, like you can just say if you're on a girl's show, girl, it's 90 minutes. You know, Let's we're just, just going to have a We're going to be so happy. We're going to get him rich. And then I... Highly, highly, highly recommend the Country Music Hall of Fame, also downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's so Rocco, good. Rocco, you've been there, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, I it's have really never fun. been to Nashville that or Memphis, have I? Girls Weekend is calling us because those are both perfect three-night, four-day trips. Oh, I wonder. You know? Yep. Really and truly, so much fun I feel music like they're stuff. very busy this summer. I feel like a lot of people are going to these places. Everyone's going to Americana. Yeah, well, we're having Memphis weather here. I love it. June swampy weather. This is the kind of stuff that they get in New Orleans and Memphis in the South right now. Love it. Yeah, you are in the minority. I know, but you like it too. I like it too. We love the heat. But it does get um, make everyone like lethargic. Casey has been panting like an old bully dog Francais. 
Really? Yeah. Whereas, oh gosh, my house was so cold. I had open windows yesterday. It's bragger. No, it really. What did they do? I mean, I was thinking. Remember, I got all the new stuff last year. Yeah. Um, Ken, I got the new heating Ken and Barlow air. said today that the record on this day was set in 1976. And the bicentennial. I, yeah. And I thought <laughs> it was 99. And I thought, okay, I lived in Duluth. I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a lick of air conditioning in that house. We must have slept in the basement. Right. That's all I could think of. If I was Mary Lou Henner, I would have known exactly where I'd been sleeping. We always had a couple <laughs> air conditioners. And isn't that funny that you would? Yeah, I know Mary Lou Henner or Rocco can remember everything and what she wore. Right. And she remembers the day. Everything. She what she it? ate for snack. And... I mean, that would just be. T- How does a brain work like that? Though? Yeah, like what was. Uh, June, when were you driving? June, what were you doing on June 6, 1969? Oh, that was a Tuesday. And I was. Oh, you that know, would just be. I would be cool. I don't I that would take up so much can you have more p- power in your brain for like other to yeah. read a book I mean well, I feel like it would take up so much space to have that memory <laughs> I mean I I feel like I have a good memory about a lot of like childhood stuff because we moved mm-hmm. pretty often and so there wasn't a sameness where we lived in the same place right. and everything blurs together or whatever we would be packing up and physically moving to another country or to another state. And so it would be this very abrupt change in reality and made you, I think it made me remember things. Well, right. And a little trauma because you always had to meet new friends. You always had to start exciting. Everyone was in the air. Everyone was in the same boat. Yeah. We were all Air Force families or whatever. So yeah, no, 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 don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm not going to for crying out loud. There'd be no crying. That is like, you do remember stuff when you have like something significant and it changes. I believe that. Anyway, so we do have to go to Nashville. Or, and or Memphis. I know. Anytime soon. I know. It's so, so I'm ready. fun. Now, Wacko, do you have a boys trip plan? You always go to the Boundary Waters. Yep. That's, so far, that's our only, but a bunch of us are turning 50 next year, so we're starting to kick around ideas for a boys trip. Iceland. Yep, that is on the list, mm-hmm. yeah. But Nashville, I have, a, I have a high school buddy in Nashville. I've been meaning to get back there. I've only been once, and... I would like to go again. That's a fun weekend. Oh, it's so much fun. Even if you don't like love, love country music, you'll find enough to keep you happy and entertained all weekend. Yeah, I I agree. Plus, there's there's good food. and um, It's not that long of a plane trip. I mean, No, it's, it's super, it's super easy. You don't, need to have a, you don't need to rent a car. Oh. That's right. nice. Same that's, with Memphis. That is nice. Yeah. Unless you want to go out to that um, cafe, loveless cafe and get that red eye gravy. Well, then you can just take a taxi or an Uber or a Lyft or something. You know, I ain't nobody got time for driving. We're, at, we're partying. We're having That's fun. Right. And you know how where food goes on the priority list when, when Lori travels. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right, listen. We're supposed to eat? Yeah. When, when we come back, oh my God, there's some epic, epic gossip about Chris Harrison and The Bachelor. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this hump day. Wednesday, 69. Uh, no, it's June. Nine, but we're the calling it 69. Month. It's yeah. the ninth day. nine is on hump day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, painting the picture. For <laughs> honest to be, yes. Okay. Okay, so um, I was curious. You know, yesterday we learned... Um, that Chris Harrison was uh, dropped by ABC and uh, and they came to an agreement and it involved uh, 
everyone saying, you know, nice, vague things about each other and Chris Harrison walking away with an $8 million settlement. And you thought maybe it was like $10 Ten, million. Right, okay. 10. So I was... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Curious. I thought, oh, I can't wait to watch Entertainment Tonight, Extra, and all the morning shows today about how they cover Chris Harrison. I love your zeal for your job, oh, Julia. My I, goodness. Well, Entertainment Tonight, I was curious because he has dated Lauren Zewa, who's a correspondent, for like three years right. together. And um, he works they, on Entertainment Tonight. tonight and and uh, Kevin Frazier and uh, I can't think of her yeah, name, know, Nisha, Nisha Turner. We started off the show with the the story about Chris Harrison, you know, go getting paid basically to go away, and they said we've had many discussions about our coverage of this show since Lauren publicly acknowledged that she is dating Chris Harrison. Right. We will continue to cover this story with our full effort and Lauren will not be reporting on anything to do with the bachelor bachelor. I love that they said that. They came right out and said it. And they reported that the NDA and the eight figure payout, the payout might be as much as $50 million. 50 million. Now we've heard 25 million. Page six has reported that. I don't know if TJ Holmes in the story for GMA well, let's reports to- on it, but ABC reporting on an ABC show, mm-hmm. CBS and NBC, they're like, we're, they didn't cover no, it. No, they didn't touch it. They didn't touch it, and I think it's because they don't want to give any eyeballs to ABC. Yeah, I got it. So here's TJ Holmes. Over the years, we've seen a lot of bachelors and bachelorettes come and go. Chris Harrison is out. ABC announcing the longtime host is stepping aside as the face of the franchise he's been a part of for nearly two decades. On Instagram, Harrison writing, I've had a truly incredible run as host of the Bachelor franchise, and now I'm excited to start a new chapter. I'm so grateful to Bachelor Nation for all of the memories we've made together. Tonight, the journey begins again. In a franchise known for its shocking characters and dramatic exits. I'm, I'm done. Here you go. Here's this. Harrison has been the consistent presence throughout the 25 seasons of The Bachelor and 17 seasons of The Bachelorette and their multiple spinoffs. Until the host sparked his own controversy earlier this year, defending Rachel Kirkinell after photos of her surfaced attending a plantation-themed party in 2019 in this heated conversation with Rachel Lindsay, the show's first black bachelorette. It's not a good look. No, it's not a good, well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not there's a, a good big look difference. ever because she's celebrating well, the old South. She's cel- if I went to that party, what would I represent hey, at that party? My guess, these girls got dressed up and went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old. Uh, now, does that make it okay? I don't know, Rachel, you tell me. The uproar pushed yeah. Harrison to apologize. It was a mistake. I made a mistake. I am an imperfect man, I made a mistake, and I own that. 
stepping away as guest hosts filled in. Retired NFL linebacker and author Emmanuel Acho leading the conversation on last season's After the Final Rose. And former Bachelorettes Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams are at the helm of this new season. Okay. So, I mean, that oh. doesn't ever age well, his explaining no. to Rachel. No, and, no. and she and Billy Bush talked about it on Extra because that happened in February on Extra yes. where she talked to him. And These he, are two different entertainment shows we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and she had said at the time that she accepted his apology, but they did talk about, you know, that there were people, Michael Strayan, that that his sit down. His interview, I'm an imperfect man. Well, so he tried to, ABC tried to save him and give him this opportunity to save himself on Good Morning America, which is an ABC program. And The Bachelor's carried on ABC. And Michael Strahan interviewed him. Yes. And Chris Harrison was very upset after the interview because after the interview, Michael Strahan said, um... Basically that, um, well, his apology was an apology. And you and I both were like, what? And then he went on to say, I felt like I got nothing uh, more than a surface response on any of this, Michael Strand continued. Mm -hmm. And obviously the man wants to clearly stay on the show, but only time will tell if there's a meaning behind his words. So Chris Harrison was furious about that. It's Chris Harrison's fault because he did that interview. Was like he, there was a gun to his head, and he still didn't get what he was apologizing no. for, he or anything like that. And uh, apparently, according to Page Six, so Bachelor Nation was furious with him about the way he spoke to Rachel, and one of the reasons why is let's face it, Bachelor Nation is overwhelmingly. Female. female right and he spoke down to her and and, and spoke every down. Yeah. woman has we have heard that yeah. it doesn't matter what color you are but we've yeah, heard right. men speak to us that way and be dismissive and it was just like are you kidding me you mm-hmm. know and uh, he he and his people truly believed he was coming back. Yeah, and it was just going to brush over. Well, it was believed that he would return, and he was so pissed. That ABC wanted him out. That they wanted out, that maybe they did focus groups. Maybe they, I mean, it was interesting, Entertainment Tonight, showing all the different interviews with him over the years and how he would say like the same things, but he would just look a little bit, very much the same, but he really looked young when he started. So Chris Harrison threatened to sue everyone, and apparently um, Deadline went on to report that Chris and his lawyers threatened to not only sue ABC and Warner Brothers, they threatened to go public with behind-the-scenes bachelor dirt if they didn't get the settlement that they wanted. Which and is, the dirt is dirty. The dirt is dirty. Right. And he knows. So I want to know. I mean, was it criminal activity, sexual assault, unsafe working conditions? This is what we saw in Unreal. No, I, Lori, well, this is what they, they so go on to allude. His silence is being, he's, I guess, you know, he's willing to shut up. And now I'm wondering if it might be $50 million. I Well, he was, he was paid $5 million a year mm-hmm. to do his, his wow. show. And so he knows about all the in, inappropriate things that happened, the misbehaving, including the use of illegal substances while overseas, and complaints from producers that were allegedly brushed 
Under the Carpet by ABC Access. Oh, he so knows he, everything. He knows everything. He knows, and he knows all the dirt, so I bet it's closer to $50 million I'm thinking, too. If the dirt was just they stayed together as a publicity right. stunt. Who cares? Or they were always drunk. This is all, not even worth... This is worth $10 million. Right. But if they know all the dirt... So I'm kind of believing entertainment tonight reporting on the $50 million And... Oh. Uh, Again, how can we get fired? Oh my how word! How can we get fired? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I guess he's like super bummed out about it. Well, that was his. He's I, super bummed out about it, but I mean, uh, what a payout! What a payout! But I, but you, <laughs> he, see, he was the franchise to me for a uh, while. It was kind of him. I, I was just trying to figure out how many men versus women watch The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be fresh and fun. I hope so. I think so. I liked that Acho guy. I thought he was great. All right, we'll be back.